Hello, everyone. We are so excited to introduce our second guest on the podcast, the man himself, Mr. Drexel. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Um, so today we're going to be asking our guests a series of student-submitted questions um, and get the perspective of what it's like to be a principal at Madison High School. Now, if you guys have watched our previous episode, we went over ideas about how we can provide more information for students. Today, we want to open up the floor for Mr. Drexel and to get an inside view of what it's like living in the life of a principal at Madison High School. So, Mr. Drexel, first question. Um, how has COVID affected your job as a high school principal, just like generally? Um, so it's hard to know because I, I was principal before COVID for, I guess, um, six months. Um, you know, before that I was assistant principal for two years, so I kind of had an idea of, of what administration was like, but not necessarily a principal role. Um, so I can't even... I know it's not that long ago, but it's hard for me to even think back to that time of what it was like because I feel like my entire time as of principal has been living in COVID and trying to figure out how to go ahead and operate a school building um, with 850 kids, another 100 staff members, and try to do our best to keep everybody safe and healthy while while keeping the building, you know, operating full time. Mm -hmm. um, so it's affected my life because, you know, I feel like depending upon what is happening, um, I take a lot home with me. Um, I'm constantly thinking, um, about things that are going on. Um, you know, and sometimes it feels like I'm, I'm working 24 seven, whether it's the weekend at night, whatever it might be, um, to make sure again that we're able to come to school the next day knowing that everybody that's coming here is as healthy as we think that they need to be to be here mm -hmm. so yeah I, I just i can't imagine just all the extra all the extra work it would take i mean it's already hard enough being a principal and like running like being in charge of like an entire building full of people but like then having to know oh like our guidelines changing what do i need to do it just must be so much extra stuff they have to worry about. It's it's taken away from time spent in terms of like trying to progress education, mm -hmm. like trying to work with our teachers to to do more in the classroom or improve instruction. Work with you guys to to think about what to do in school just in a normal school year, and it's turned more into like just. How do we operate our building day to day? Mm, like, How do we try to have lunch that we're kind of having but not really having? Mm. Um, you know, how do we put a bell schedule to try to get maximize the amount of minutes that we're here, while again keeping everybody you know safe and trying to limit the amount of people that we would need to quarantine if they were close contact and things like that. Yeah, so it, like it, it's a lot harder just to get like the basic just should be routine stuff down when there's a lot of extra stuff and distractions going on. Yeah, and then you know something will change on a Wednesday night from the governor, whoever it might be, where typically they don't have that much of an impact of what we do here on a day-to-day -day basis, but he could say, or the New Jersey Department of Health comes out and says, you know, you don't have to quarantine anymore. You don't have to wear masks. And, and all of a sudden, everything that you've done the past however many months completely changes on a dime. Mm -hmm. And you're spent trying to go ahead and communicate that out to all you guys and families and parents and teachers. And it's, it's been hectic during mm -hmm. those times. After having these unpredictable changes affect uh, most of your 
career of being a principal, if you could go back to before the pandemic, is there anything you'd give your current self, like advice-wise? Um, continue to be patient and understanding of the needs and concerns of everyone. And, you know, I may have thoughts, opinions of my own of, should we wear a mask? Should we be vaccinated? You know, all of those types of things that people are constantly debating. Mm -hmm. And it really doesn't matter ultimately what I think um, and, and what my opinions are. Um, I mean, I, I believe that we've done a pretty, as, as, as good of a job as we, as we possibly could have done overall in order to continue running school. I think we've done a good job that way. But it's trying to be as understanding as possible of students that might have concerns about not wanting to eat lunch during the day or staff members being concerned about having this many students in their classroom um, just for fear of getting sick, right? Or, you know, other people on the other side not wanting to wear masks at all or not believing that they should be as concerned about some of the things going on. So it's, it's opened my eyes to try to be as understanding as possible to everybody's feelings mm -hmm. and trying to make sure that everybody is heard and understood while at the same time trying to still make decisions that I believe is what's in the best interest of everybody and particularly the students because that's why we're all here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think everyone has to, like these past however many years, I think everyone has to take a step back and just realize that there's a lot more stuff going on besides your opinions and a lot of uncontrollable things are going on. So I, I think a lot more people just have to realize that you gotta just pump the brakes sometimes. Just take a step back, look at everything, assess the situation. And then sometimes, I mean, your opinions can't like affect how you do stuff. Like you just gotta take everybody else into consideration. Well, I, and I think I would tell my, like you just have to be thankful for what you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, like, you know, when this first happened, we had a whole senior class that they lost all of their spring sports. That'd be you guys without having a lacrosse season. Mm -hmm. um, so to go from that to last year where like everybody kind of had a modified season, it's like, well, at least we have a modified season. Mm -hmm. I know I'd rather play in a state tournament or a county tournament or things like that. Um, to this year where the one compromise that we've continued to have to make is we have to wear masks. And, you know, we've had to make concessions with, we took fans away for two weeks until Omicron died down. So just to, to kind of live in the moment and be thankful for what you have in the moment and, um, you know, just be, be grateful for the things that you have as, a pair, as compared to the things that are being taken away sometimes. Mm -hmm. So as a principal, your job is seen as like the leader of the school. Um, what role do you think leaders of clubs and captains of sports teams currently play right now? Um, they, they, I believe that the, the students in those positions, um, A, set a, set a tone for how things should be done here, um, set an example for how things should be done. Um, you know, the younger students, students not in those positions, look up to the people in those positions of how to go ahead and act or behave or follow. And if people in those positions are going about things a certain way, typically the people in those clubs on those teams are going to follow because those are the leaders, captains of those different clubs or activities or sports. Um, 
they, you know, those people need to serve as the, the, the voice of the student body in a sense as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just, um, you know, people elected into student council or class council that can serve as, you know, people that come and talk to us. You know, my door is always open. Um, you know, I, I would, I'll talk to anybody that needs to have a conversation or, or wants to address something with me. Um, but a lot of times, you know, it's hard to talk to a group of 25 kids on the same team. That's where the, the, the leaders of that group or team need to come and talk to me if there's a concern that, that needs to be addressed and talked about. Um, so in a sense, they're kind of like the liaison to administration um, to express concerns or ideas that they think can be brought forth to the rest of the student body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but at the same time, they're also the ones that are kind of setting the example and tone of how we should go about things on a daily basis and, you know, setting kind of the vibe for the school itself overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I would say, well, Luke and I are, are both captains for multiple sports, but I, I would say there's definitely like an extra like layer of responsibility that comes with it. You have to you have to be an example for not only the younger kids, but also like the kids in your grade or like maybe a grade below you. So it's being being a captain or leader of a, or of a club is 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 a pretty difficult task because you just gotta you gotta not think about yourself again. Like going back to what other people think, like you have to take other people's concerns into consideration. You have to be very understanding, and I think here at uh, Madison we have a pretty good group. Like anybody who's in a position, a student leadership position, does a pretty good job at taking other people's thoughts into consideration. And just like you said earlier, tolerance is is key when dealing with kids, especially underclassmen, like freshmen and sophomore, who, when in the sophomore's case, did participate in our modified season last year. But freshmen in eighth, like they were eighth graders last year, they didn't have any season. Mm-hmm. They even, even school, like their last real school experience was almost seventh grade for them. So it's it's really hard not hard, but we have to make an extreme adjustment when being tolerant for them and just making things easier and just like relaying information to make sure everybody's at the same thing at the same time. Everybody's wearing the same stuff. The whole team's coordinated and calculated to make sure we're the most successful. And leading on into the relaying information, like, do you think there's a better way these student leaders could release information to the students where it's seen by a broader broader audience yeah so I know that we've discussed this a little bit um, you know I started putting out communication once a week back when COVID started because we weren't here we couldn't do announcements so I thought the best way to get information out to people was to kind of send a, a weekly newsletter I continued that through last year um, I continued that at the beginning of, of this year as well I think it's become a little bit sporadic but again I think that's because since we're here every day there isn't as much information that I feel like needs to be communicated weekly. Mm-hmm. I also feel like, and you guys have said this, not everybody reads my emails. Mm-hmm. Um, students, parents, staff, I feel like, you know, the more messages that I send out, sometimes it's one of those things where it's like, here's a, just another message. I don't need to read this. It's probably something I already know. Mm-hmm. Um, so not that I've tried to pull back, I just haven't felt the need to send out those weekly emails as frequently. But when I do, hopefully it's something that's not as repetitive and is new information that people go ahead and be like, oh, he sent an email this week. There's probably something in there that I need to go ahead and read. Um, 
since I became principal, we really um, kind of picked up the social media platform. I know our Instagram account shares a lot of information that uh, you know, I think a lot of our students follow and look at. Um, but, you know, again, if you're not on that all the time, uh, you know, you might not be getting the information that is needed. A lot of it, again, has to come from, from you guys and platforms like this where, you know, maybe if, in, if I could still send out a weekly communication, but maybe, you know, we did a weekly or biweekly podcast where you guys just asked updates from me or from other assistant principals or teachers in the building of, hey, you know, Mr. Drexel's back this week. We have questions that have come up over the past couple of weeks. I, I listen to podcasts every single day. Um, it's really easy. I put it on in the car. I don't listen to the radio anymore. If I go work out, I'm listening to podcasts too. So I listen to podcasts a lot. Um, it sounds like you guys, you know, have a platform here where people are going to be drawn to your podcast just because you guys have friends. And it's like, let's listen to our friend's podcast. But even, a, you know, we've talked about with you guys uh, a weekly news show, um, you know, or just announcements on that TV that sits in the main lobby. There's, there's different things that we can definitely do here um, that, that you would have to help with to kind of get the message out to kids. Because ultimately, kids start talking to each other, and that's how the, the word ends up spreading. You just want to make sure they're getting the right information. Yeah, I would say especially the, the, the school Instagram account is where I see most of the information, like the most of the news, just because like I, I'm always on there. But like again, there's like other, I don't know if they're like school run accounts, but there's like other people who've made accounts and like it's other stuff like that. It's just like news for the school. Yeah, so I'm not sure where those come from. Um, you know, again, anybody can go out and make a account. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know that there's accounts for athletic teams. I honestly don't know who runs those accounts because Miss Podelsky only runs the Madison High School Athletics Twitter account. That's mm -hmm. the only one that comes out of the high school. So whether that's kids running team accounts or booster clubs running team accounts, I don't really know, and we don't necessarily, you know, monitor that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so having specific things that kids know, it's the legit information, and they know where it's coming from would yeah, obviously be helpful too. Exactly. So. Um, there, there used to be meetings held for like student leaders, students in leadership positions about things that are going on at the school. Do you think, do you think there would be a good idea to bring back something like that, or like a, not like I mean we already have a student council, but like meet with these students who want to have an opportunity to become leaders in the school. Yeah, definitely. And we started doing that when I first became principal before COVID, mm -hmm. and um, then COVID happened, and it was hard to get people together. I prefer meeting with people in a room. Mm -hmm. And with COVID, it was kind of hard to get people in a room. Last year, it was hard to have a meeting because some kids were here, other kids were at home remote. So it was tough to go ahead and get those meetings set up. We did have one meeting this year with a group of students. And, and I believe the assistant principals, Ms. Bosworth and Mr. Jensen and uh, Ms. Inter-Nicola sent out an email earlier saying, hey, we want to start you know, these assistant principal kind of liaison committees again. And again, whether people just aren't reading their email or they don't want to commit to maybe being here at, you know, after school gets out, mm -hmm. um, the responses are a little bit limited. Mm -hmm. So whether that's, um, you know, we didn't want to go ahead and just select kids. We want kids to go ahead and do it because they want to do it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that's something that we definitely need to go ahead and start up again because I think we got a lot of good feedback in general from that. Um, you know, but even, you know, something with Ms. Podelsky and, and meeting with just the leadership of all of the different teams and getting information and conversation in regards to that, I think would be something good that we can start up again. For those kids who would like to do something like that but feel like they might not get elected, how would they reach out in order to create an influence? Um, I mean, we'll take anybody on those groups. Uh, again, when, when that form initially got sent out, um, you know, we were trying to have a group with Miss Internicola that might speak more about like guidance stuff or academics in general. And then with Miss Bosworth and Mr. Jensen, Miss Podelsky. And again, we were kind of like, we didn't get a lot of interest back. Mm -hmm. So kids that want to go ahead and participate or create a committee, you know, with us or have an idea of something to go ahead and do, um, there's plenty of room for that. So, you know, if, if, if somebody out there wants to go ahead and, and be a part of those things, we're looking for kids to go ahead and, and be a part of those things. It's, it's not um, something that we're going to have to turn kids away from at this point in time. Hey, you guys heard it here. If you want to do it, send an email. <laughs> go. He said his door's always open. And I th like you mentioned earlier, now that, now that we have experienced these, like, two years of COVID, face-to-face -face interaction and just being in a room and communicating that way is I think more valued now than it's ever been and especially by the kids in the school yeah as good as zoom was and I think it got us through a lot of it I think from an academic standpoint I think we've done a lot better than a lot of other schools in terms of the education we've been able to continue to provide and that's a tribute to you guys being flexible but our teachers of going to extreme you know an extreme extent of trying to go ahead and continue to operate their classrooms but it's just not the same like I sat in on classes last year on zoom and like as kids it's just you're staring at a computer screen there's yeah. no emotion involved mm -hmm. right um, getting in a room with people you can talk at the same time you can have multiple conversations at one time zoom doesn't allow that mm -hmm. um, you can only talk one person at a time with this uh needed interaction um we're gonna ask a question that we hope means a lot to you but uh what does being a dodger mean to you um it means uh being proud to be a part of the madison high school community um yes, you know when i think about being a, a madison dodger and as you know the the head of madison high school or whatever it might be when somebody says the madison dodgers you know the first thing that i want people to say about us is you know more than just that's a really good school but oh that group of kids that played in this game or traveled to this event really carried themselves well and and are a good representation of what Madison High School is, right? And, and in terms of being a Dodger, um, we want kids to, to be proud of being part of Madison High School, and not just for the four years that you're here, um, but knowing that if you need something from somebody here, whether that's me, a staff member, or somebody still in the school, you know, we still have students that reach out you know, for different things. I helped a couple people out on projects that they had in college this year. Being a Dodger means that you're now part of a larger family, right? That you could always go back to for help, for assistance. 
and that we're always going to go ahead and be there for you because we've all gone through the same stuff together. Um, nobody's going to take the four years away that anybody has here while they're a student here. And, um, you know, hopefully those relationships last well beyond those four years and that you feel that once you um, become a part of the Dodger family that you always have somebody that you can go ahead and rely on to be there for you if you need the help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that's going to do it for our questions, but we just want to we just want to make sure. So the more people that see this it will be the uh, the better. So actually I'm redoing that. <clears throat> the more people that see this the better. I mean, we we want to make an improvement in the way that information gets shared not only to students but also if anybody watch like any student watching this has any questions, we want to have open communication between students and faculty. Like so both ways, not just faculty telling giving students information. We want to have students being able to bring up concerns. If they have questions, maybe we can discuss that on a, another podcast at some uh, another time. But yeah, so we just, we really want to just improve the communication and just have everyone just feel more like a community here. After hearing that, thank you so much, Mr. Drexel, for coming on to the show. We hope that this was informative to not only students, but if any Dodger staff members see this, we hope it was also helpful. Um, yeah, so we want to remind everyone just to like, follow, share on your story. Um, and we'll see you guys next week for the conclusion of this four-part series. Go on Spotify or Dodger Media Online. Please. You can access it anyway. Give us views, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thank guys. you, Mr. Drexel. You broke part at the end there, but it was good. Yeah. Yeah.